You're listening to The Cleveland Browniacs, a show where two moderately intelligent guys attempt to make sense of the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browniacs podcast is a part of the Fanatical Elves podcast network, a part of the Fans First Sports Network. Here are your hosts, Elliot Kennel and Joel Cade. Hey, welcome back to the Cleveland Browniacs. And here we are again after the Browns clinch the playoff berth. Going to the playoffs, baby. Playoffs? You're talking about the playoffs? Right? And now the only real question, which is the first time in my lifetime that I can really remember this being a thing, is who do we play? Who do we sit? Does this game mean anything against the Bengals? Let's discuss it. What you got for us today, Elliot? Well, first of all, why am I not on the screen? <clears throat> You're on You're the screen. Like, I, don't, I don't see myself. I only see you. You're like Baker Mayfield, and I li- I'm like Odell Beckham Jr. I don't see <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> well, I trust. Uh, we're, we're, you're on the screen, baby. Am I on the screen? I can What's see you. <laughs> I can see you. You can see me? I don't Just see Just roll myself. with it on faith. Just roll with it okay, on faith. Okay, I'll roll on faith. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I want to talk about Driscoll Mania. He's our new quarterback, number five. Wouldn't it be cool if we had five W's from five different quarterbacks this season. I think it's not far-fetched. You're talking about Jeff Driscoll. Jeff Driscoll. Jeff Jeff Driscoll is a virtual uh, unknown to many fans, but not to me because he's a quarterback that I called for the Browns to sign way back in October when at that time he was not signed by anybody and he could have been signed off the street. I've been crying all year long that they did not have enough quarterbacks and that they needed to have three quarterbacks on the active roster and another guy stashed on the practice squad. Driscoll was available, and it turned out he got signed by Arizona. You know why? Why? Well, because they traded the Rocket Man, Joshua Dobbs, to Minnesota, and they had a vacancy, and so they signed Jeff Driscoll. And so there's a Cleveland connection right away. And uh, they signed him. He was a former Bengal, you may recall. And he looked pretty good against us uh, when he played, uh, you know, uh, gosh, it was been a while, I think like 2017 or something like that. Um, And um, no, 2018, he played against us. And he looked pretty good for the Bengals. Uh, There's a reason why he's available he had kind of a funny college career he had one good year for the university of florida as a sophomore but then he broke his leg and he never made it back as a full-time starter for florida and he wound up transferring to louisiana tech in 2015 and there he threw for 4,000 yards and he had that really big year with 27 touchdowns versus uh, eight interceptions so he was really, really good for one year, uh, and that was, you know, a fifth year of eligibility because of that injury. And so he was kind of an old rookie, and he got drafted uh, late. I think he was like a sixth-round draft pick or something like that, and he was drafted um, and didn't play right away and finally wound up with the Cincinnati Bengals, who used him as a backup quarterback. And he did pretty well. Uh, he never really had... Uh, what you would call, you know, a disastrous uh, season. He always put up 
decent numbers for a backup, you know, not overwhelming. That would make you think that he should be a starting quarterback, Mm -hmm. but his quarterback rating was 82, 75, 78. And then in 2022 for Houston in in just uh, two spot starts, he compiled 99.6. That's not bad. That's pretty good. And, uh, but he's 30 years old and he's never going to be the what franchise quarterback that everyone oh, come on to now. see. He's not young. He's not going to, you know, wow everybody and take the league by storm. But I think he's a good quarterback that can run an offense. And uh, the Browns have got this idea by now that you only need one week to learn a playbook because, uh, you know, that's what our guy has done. Uh, you know, Joe Flacco was able to do that. And now that he's set the standard for everybody else. Now, well, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. He was in Cincinnati. Okay. And that Cincinnati offense comes out of a, a, a hybrid or at least a, a different branch of the same outside zone tree. Okay. So some of the terminology has to be the same. Some of the reads have to be the same. It's really just going to be a matter of, finding what from the Browns branch of the outside zone is compatible with what the Bengals were doing with the outside zone. By that, I just mean you got Stefanski's in the Shanahan uh, Kubiak side of this whole situation. And, and, um, Oh, I can't think of his name down there since any other head coach, he comes from Marvin Lewis, not Marvin Lewis, Marvin Lewis is their head coach. Well, well, we got uh, that young guy that got from 18. No, from right now, their head coach right now, right? He he's got the uh, <clears throat> he's got the whole Zach Taylor. Yeah, Zach Taylor's got the whole L.A. Rams motion. Um, a lot of wide receivers, not necessarily tight ends, um, understanding mm-hmm. of, of the offense. So it's a little bit more of a wide open offense because the Bengals can do that because they have a lot more receivers than they really do tight ends, and the Browns run it a different way. But it's the same. Basic offense. So Driscoll does have some basis of of what he's going to be able to do in Cleveland. But go ahead, continue your rant. Yeah. Well, I think I think Marvin wasn't Marvin still with the Bengals in 2018 when Driscoll played. Wasn't he with um, Zach Taylor? No, I don't believe you don't think so. Driscoll ever played with Taylor? No, he was with Marvin Lewis. That this is back in the Stone Age. Marvin Lewis. Uh, okay. Before. Well, then then forget what I just said. Yeah, I'm so just being a moron. That, yeah, he was <laughs> he was with Marvin Lewis. Then he went on to play in Detroit in 2019, also as a backup. Uh, you know, the, the Detroit Lions were not that great in 2019, I don't believe. And then he played for Denver in 2020, another disaster. And 2021, after Deshaun Watson left, he played uh, in uh, you know for Houston and. Uh, that team was not very good. Neither was it very good in 2022. So he never played for good teams in the NFL, but he all, you know, he put up reasonable statistics, but did not post uh, wins as a starter. But, you know, I, you know, if you believe like most people do that, it's all on the quarterback and the quarterback determines the one lost record, then he's a bad quarterback. But if you believe like I do that, he's just one player, uh, he performed rather well on some bad teams. It's not like they were winning teams without him, and then when he went there, they they turned bad. No, they were bad teams without him, and they didn't play any better with him. But he was, you know, adequate, I would say, mm-hmm. or 
consistent uh, with the other quarterbacks on the team. Um, and I think he can probably play at a level that is similar to um, P.J. Walker, let's say. I don't okay. believe that there'll be a step backward necessarily. Well, let me, let me add this. Experience. Let me add this. As I hmm. put the moderate and moderately intelligent takes on this show, um, <clears throat> you know, I think he'll be all right. I mean, his job is to not get hurt. That's his job this week. Don't get hurt. Yeah. Because if he gets hurt, then you got to play P.J. Walker. And you don't want to play P.J. Walker. Might get hurt. We don't want to get him to get hurt because we like P.J. We like yeah. him better than we like. Driscoll's <laughs> job is to not get hurt. That, yeah. That's his job. Don't, don't get hurt. So with that being the, the case, I would expect them to hand the ball off probably to Pierre Strong a lot. Throwing to, so. uh, and that might not be a bad thing. He might actually right? gain yards. The screen pass might actually work. They're going to be throwing Jeff, the ball to Anthony Schwartz. Oh, wait a minute. He's not on the team anymore, is he? Um, <laughs> it wouldn't that was matter. a joke. I knew he was on. I knew he wasn't on the team. But it wouldn't gonna... matter because he wouldn't catch it in any case. So it doesn't. Yeah, I think matter. they're just going to throw the ball to receivers that don't play much. They're going to give the ball to the running backs that don't play much. They're going to play offensive linemen that don't play much, and their job, quite literally, is just to not get hurt. Yeah, I'll tell you something else about Jeff Jeff Driscoll is that he's six four two thirty five. And he ran a four five at the combine. Of course, that was a long time ago. That was ago. like what, ten years ago? Yeah, it was twenty. Uh, what was it twenty fifteen or something like that? Twenty sixteen. So eight years ago. Yeah, but he's big, very fast, and you know he's a threat to gain yards on the ground. So you're saying he was fast eight years ago? He was a freak of nature. Eight he years was ago, one of those guys that you know a combine <laughs> uh, superstar. And, um, you know, he, he just didn't really have the playing time on a top team in college. And then he got stuck with bad teams in the pros. So he, he was just a, a, a really remarkable athlete. And uh, I think he had potential and you just never really had the opportunity to show it. Um, okay. And he was selected by the San Francisco 49ers in the sixth round in 2016. And um, oh, the, the 49ers traded Vernon Davis in order to obtain that draft pick. How about that? That's not uh, that sounds like a salary dump. All right, hey, we're gonna head over to commercial break, Elliot. Was there something you wanted to say before we talk in the commercial? Yeah, I did want to say something about that. We like to do public service messages uh, when it's commercial break time. Uh, one of the things that we noticed in the news is that there was a big earthquake and tsunami in Japan where I used to live. And um, one of the great organizations that responds in times of emergencies and crises is the Red Cross. And if you Google uh, Japan Red Cross Tsunami, you'll come up with the Japanese Red Cross Society. And there's a way that you can donate if you'll just do that. So I'll just mention that. And okay, we're ready for the break now. All right, so after the break, we'll come back and we'll talk more Cleveland Browns news, as in besides Jeff Driscoll, who's sitting, who's starting, who's playing, who do you got to take, who's going to take a break? Who's got the rest for the weary? So we'll, we'll catch you on the flip side. All right, and we're back. 
So, Elliot, let's talk about the rest for the weary. Now, after we've gotten through Driscoll Mania and we're going to watch the the next best thing since uh, Cam Newton out there running at 6'4", 4540 at 6'4", <clears throat> Now that we've got our next version of Cam Newton out there, who needs Cam Newton when you got Jeff Driscoll, right? There you go. Come on. Well, right. we could have signed Cam Newton. I believe he still wants to play and he's available, but we didn't sign him. I think, uh, well, you can get into a whole bunch of situations with Cam Newton, but... Leaving that aside, the Browns have uh, added Roger Saffold to their practice squad. Roger Saffold uh, is probably a good addition, two-time pro bowler, second-team all-pro at one point, 10-year veteran, I believe, uh, putting him on the practice squad as a guard. So I guess I just want to put out there, if the Browns are signing practice squad guards, do you think he's going to get elevated and uh, get some guards sitting out this week? Why not? Um, or maybe they're thinking about needing him in the playoffs. I don't know. But um, I would expect that they'll be playing backup offensive linemen to the extent that they can. I think they're going to play play the entire back end of the roster would be my guess. Right. I was doing the, the what the elf was that show yesterday. And I was looking over the Browns roster, the Browns injury reports, which there might be an updated one today. But looking over the injury reports, and I really think that if you're on that injury report and you can sit this week, you should. Now, I also think the Browns should take this game as kind of like the third preseason game. You bring your starters out there, you go a drive, maybe two, and then pull them. Just enough to get a kind of rhythm and going so you're not going two weeks without playing. And then, bam, you pull them and you put in people like Roger Saffold and you put in people like Jeff Driscoll and you just kind of let them roll. Right, yeah, I'm not even sure that we need to have that first drive. In fact, I thought you might take that position. I would take the opposite position. You, of course, have a much stronger background in the what goes on on the field and what it's like to be sharp versus rusty. And I'm just thinking in terms of the analytics and the probabilities of injuries. I think the 17-game season is long enough. You know, we really don't know uh, – what happens when you increase the uh, the length of the schedule like that? You know, I, you know, I'm not a football player, but I was a marathon runner, and I know that it makes a difference. There's a big difference between 25 miles and 26 miles, 385 yards, and never forget about the 385 yards because when you get there, you don't want to run that 385 yards. I think that it behooves you to avoid the injury risk at all costs. I don't want to see Miles Garrett out there for one play. I want him to rest that shoulder completely. And then also, I don't want to see uh, Flacco out there. I think he needs to rest completely. I don't want to see, uh, you know, we're short on wide receivers. I don't think I want to see the wide receivers out there. I don't want to see anybody out there, really. So, so let me be clear here on what I'm actually saying, because I've been giving you the whole story. I think you got to do a tiered thing. You have a tier A people. Tier A people are sitting. This is your Miles Garrett, your Mari Cooper, people who are currently mm-hmm. on some kind of thing, like a concussion, you're, you're questionable, doubtful, out. Those people are sitting, period. Okay. If you're if that was your status for last week's game, you're you're not playing this week. Now, beyond that, I think, you know, you don't start your quarterback. 
start Driscoll Mania out there. Okay. Would I like to see Flacco for one drive? Probably. But the concern, and the only reason I would say one drive, the Browns played on Thursday, which means they're already into the mini buy, right? They got an extra three days heading into this week. Then if you give people a day off, that's a whole nother seven days, right? So then you're talking 20 days. I mean, this sounds like a, a, a yeah. Baltimore Ravens bye week in 14 is what it sounds like, right? You got like a half a month off from playing football so that your whole team can rest. Okay. I wouldn't mind seeing that. So the people that need to, to sit, put them on your A list, you put them out there. Starters that like, okay, they're like the B list starters, put them out for a drive or two. And if you can pull them from the game after that, do it only because you're looking at it about a 20 day rest period. 17 days mm-hmm. is what you're talking about. But that's, yeah, but- that's my reason for the, for the driver too. Well, yeah, certainly there's a case that could be made for that. And, and we do know that the Baltimore Ravens uh, went through this choice, chose to rest a lot of players uh, a few years ago and lived to regret that choice. But that's the Baltimore Ravens. I'm not sure that we have a large enough data sample to base a conclusion on that. And that was also during a 16-game season. No, no, I'm talking about the Ravens had like a week 14 or week 12. or Yeah, no, I, I get it. But they came into their bye after playing a Thursday night game. So mm-hmm. they got like a 17-day bye. Yeah, no, I, I, I get bye it. And a mini bye combined. And they came out rusty the next game. So I'm just saying little uh, little oil on, the, on the, the hinges there doesn't hurt. I get that. But on the other hand, I, I would – go in favor of trying to be as healthy as possible simply because the Browns are so beat up that they need to recover as much health as they can. And uh, also the bottom of the roster is probably pretty good. And so I think I'd let those guys play. And uh, I think that they can probably still take on the Bengals and have a chance to win. Yeah. Um, I see. Of the players that I would not play, I would not play Zadarius Smith. I would not play Miles Garrett for obvious reasons. Oh, yes. I would not play Denzel Ward. Okay. Anthony Walker's not playing because he's been out for I don't know how long. I would not play one Thornhill. Whether or not he is ready to go, I'm not set. I'm not putting him out there. If you have enough guards to sit Wyatt Teller, I would do it. If mm. you have a backup center that you can sit Ethan Posick, I would do it. If you have enough guards to sit, actually, this isn't an if enough question. You sit Joel Batonio, period. He's priority yes. one in the guards. You play yes. Teller before you play Batonio. I would also sit kicker Hopkins and kicker Bohorquez. Let those guys get 100% before you put them out there. You got people on the practice squad. Just let them play. Right? Mari Cooper would not play. Yeah, period. don't play. He's been questioned. Heel injuries really suck. You know that? They just say, ah, oh, it's just a heel. Uh, well, no, that's that's not good. Marquise Goodwin would not play, right? He's questionable, not playing him. I would I would even dare to think that I wouldn't play uh David Najoku. Oh, know, I wouldn't play him, no. He's he's only been out there for rest, so I don't know if I'd play him, but you gotta have enough the those people who are playing, okay, they have to stay healthy. This is the I'm not getting hurt game because if they get hurt. The, the offense becomes one-dimensional at, at best. At worst, you're putting a starter out there just so you can field a team. 
yeah. don't want that either. You just want people to get through the game healthy. So I think we're going to see a lot of run, run, pass, punt. That's going to be a lot of the Browns offense. Yeah. 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 Burn some time off of the clock. Mm-hmm. Try to try to get in and out with 45 plays total for the game. Yep. And uh, don't call any timeouts. <laughs> just running clock, man. Just, let's, yeah. let's just do the running clock. I don't know what the Bengals are thinking. They may come out and want to try to prove something at the end of the season, or they may have their lockers already packed up waiting for the end of the game. I mean, you never know. Yeah, no, I think the Bengals want to win. I don't think that, uh, you know, there's some fans that say, oh, man, we can get a better draft position if we lose the game on purpose. Yeah, players don't think that way. They don't think like that. I don't think the coaches think like that. I think they nope. want to win the game. And Plus, you know, they already have their backup quarterback is their number one quarterback. And so I don't think they have any bones about starting their number two guy. I don't even know who their number three guy actually is. But I think that they will have no qualms about starting the number two guy. And they've been really happy to get him some playing time because he's been really good. And uh, basically, I think that he's going to have a career day against the Browns. If if the Browns start their backup secondary, He's going to torch us, really. He's probably going to throw for 300 Well, that yards. depends if the Bengals are going to throw T. Higgins and Jamar Chase out there, both of whom are nursing injuries. No. So I, I, well, if they, yeah. if they throw those two out there injured, one, I think that's just dumb. But if they do, then, yeah, they're going to have a field day. If but they have, some, out, they have some depth in the wide receiver cores. They, oh, yeah. they have some credible – wide receivers uh, that can catch. I don't think they're on the level of T Higgins and Jamar Chase. Oh no, they're not at that level, but they can, they can, you know, uh, accomplish the short passing game. They may not unleash the bombs that uh, terrify us like Jamar Chase can do, but they can, they can catch the ball. I think the Bengals are going to come out and do run, run, pass, punt. Yeah. I I think, I think this is going to be one of the most boring games in the the, NFL. They'll say, who, the hell, who the hell is under contract for next season? Who if has the injury clause? You get out there and play. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to find out if, if somebody has an injury clause and sit them. They're going to give them the um, – oh, what's yeah. his name? Denver. What's his name? The quarterback what? in Denver. What's his Russell name? Russell Wilson? They're going to give them the Russell Wilson treatment. Oh, you got an injury clause. You're going to sit because we're not going to pay you. Yeah, stuff like that will come into play. It's a joke, but you're you're exactly right. Well, I'm I'm being <clears throat> truthful by joking. Yeah, but yeah, no, <laughs> that is gonna that is actually gonna happen. It is the truth. I who's believe got it. The, who's got the injury contracts here? Yeah, so I don't know. I think it'll, I think it'll be a boring game. I think both teams are just gonna try to be let's just get this and go home. But no, I think honestly, it's, I think it's open. I think it'll be a, an offensive game. I think it'd be like I think it'll be entertaining. I think that there'll be a lot of offense. Um, I, I think if passing happens, it's going to happen because teams are loading the box to stop the run. I don't think anybody's passing otherwise. Well, yeah, I think, you know, the uh, Bengals have uh, backups that are pretty talented. And uh, I don't think Tyler Tyler Boyd, is he under contract? I don't know that he is. And I'm not sure that... Um, I think T. Uh, Higgins is a free agent. T. Higgins, I think, is also a free agent, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, they can play him. Not a problem. I think they're going to franchise him. And, uh, well, but if but they can play him, and if he gets injured, then they just don't 
worry they'll go sign somebody else but they got some good mileage out of uh trent uh irwin has been good for them a wide receiver got pretty decent hands he catches it doesn't run as far after he catches it but he can catch the ball and uh tanner hudson that tight end has been a real fine for them he can catch it and you know another guy that i've always liked that, that we haven't seen very much of is uh chris evans he had a really good year i don't know if is he on ir or something we haven't seen very much of him but he uh he uh, caught the ball well out of the backfield, and I thought he was going to be a threat. Maybe he's on IR or something. But uh, well, hey, Elliot, we're running up on time here. So, okay. Um, <clears throat> good, fun conversation. This has all good things got to come to an end. So, guys, enjoy this week. I'm probably going to go down to this game because it's you know in Cincinnati, and I'm closer to Cincinnati than Cleveland. Plus, you know, now that Driscoll has been announced as the starter, I think the tickets are going to like bottom out so if i can find myself a ticket under like 30 bucks i'm going because you know the place is going to be empty so you buy yourself a 30 dollar ticket you just go down to the 50 yard line in the bowl and you'll be good that's how i roll in these games so Al, you got anything you want to say i just i'm just waiting for driscoll meaning could there be a quarterback controversy if he wins this game and throws no. for a whole bunch of yards against backups no Are we ready for driscoll mania fans that's more like Deshaun Kaiser mania. Oh, he can beat backups. Let's start him. Oh, yeah, that's right. He we saw how that went. He did really good against the third string and pretty good against the second string. Now, the first string he had some serious problems with, but we think that that was an aberration. So he's our franchise quarterback. Let's, let's start him. Yeah. We'll see if Deshaun Kaiser can win this week. That's my new nickname for Jeff Driscoll Deshaun Kaiser. <laughs> No, no. This is the newest version of Deshaun Kaiser. Kaiser was big and fast. I want to bring him into um, training camp next year. Bring him and PJ both. I think they're real. Driscoll and Kaiser? Not Kaiser, PJ. Oh, come on. I'm still on Deshaun Kaiser, man. All right. We ruined him good. (laughs) I think we did. I think he's a talent, but I think we ruined him. uh, You can't play stupid football for a full 16 games and expect to unlearn that that's the problem yeah well being a Notre Dame guy I do have a soft spot for Deshaun Kaiser but I do also know that Kaiser had issues when he was at Notre Dame so not surprised he had issues in the NFL all right everybody we'll catch you next week after hopefully a Browns victory over the backup Bengals and uh, we'll catch you next week all right thank you for listening to the Cleveland Browniacs Please like and follow us on Spotify and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Go Browns!